Welcome to Politics Done Right. Good morning, Houston. My name is Egberto Willis, and you know I'm your host. We are going to have a great show for you today. I have quite a few videos, but I don't know if I'm going to show them if we get a chance to get the discussion that I want to get going on two important issues. Well, well, before we get there, of course, I want to say that last Friday, well, last Thursday and Friday, the one and only our inspiration was not in the studio. Jack Van Beber, he was not with us. We thought he was going to be calling in and giving us the word, but I guess he preferred to have a bit of sleep. But hell, he deserves it because he's been here day after day in the morning. Good morning, studio. How's everybody doing this morning? Well, good morning, Egberto. We're doing just fine. Ten cans of stringer holding up. I loved I loved the commentary. I loved the commentary. But here's Jack Van Beber. Jack, how you doing, my brother? Good morning, Egberto. Uh, okay, here we go. Choosing to enjoy life. Choosing happiness. Helping others. You cannot celebrate the festival of light before combating the darkness within. That was Kapil Raj. Me gusta. Me gusta. I love it. I usually battle darkness with a flashlight. <laughs> I battle it with the backside of my eyelids. Uh, yeah, there's that, you know. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, did I miss something? How do you battle it with the backside of your eyelid? He just closes his eyes. Yeah, you oh. sleep through it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was, Lord. We are off to a roaring start on a Monday. I, I was just, but you know what, Howard? It's Monday. It's going to be a great week because we are going to make it a great week. Remember that we are the ones can, who can have most control of how we handle the week. And if we decide under every circumstance to make lemonade out of lemons or to make ourselves happy we can anyhow folks we're gonna have a great show for you today i had a great 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 weekend and why did i have a great weekend because i did what i love doing and that was being amongst folks and talking and talking and enjoying people's company on sunday i had what i called actually uh on saturday i went ahead and i watched the the the, the new movie uh what is it called admission impossible with tom cruise the man doesn't age, man. The man looks great. The guy does his own stunts, and he looked great doing it. Anybody haven't seen Mission Impossible yet? If you kind of like those kinds of intrigue, yeah, it's, it's fantastical about AI and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know, but it was fun to just get out for a change. That's the first movie I went to, I think, likely all year. The, the wife kind of forced me to so say, you got to take a break, and I did, and we had some fun at the theater watching Mission Impossible. You know, Sunday was a dupleta. Dupleta meaning a double header. Started out at the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church. I gave a little talk there about civility and, and loving each other, all that good stuff, you know, and met a whole lot of great folks out there at the universe, Universal, universe, the Universal Uni, Unitarian Universalist Church. And then went out with, uh, uh, went out to Clear Lake and checked out the uh, hospital, uh, American hospital um, documentary about how bad our hospital system is. 
And, uh, you know, great fun folks. Joe Markinskuski was out there, one of our great supporters here at KPFT, put that one on. And Kathy uh, Courtney put on the one on Saturday that I didn't wasn't able to attend. But anybody, we are going to be finding ways to get that movie into people's eyeballs. Because I tell you something, folks, for us to make a change to our healthcare system, we have to be aware of what's going on. And we have to be aware that we don't have to keep things the way they are, or things don't have to remain the way they are. Too often we think these, this is just how things are, and we acquiesce to just being the victims of whatever uh, society, what, whatever we think society has to offer, but it really is whatever the plutocrats want to give us. We can break that cycle again because there are more of us than there are of them. Very important for us to keep that in mind. You all are powerful. And that isn't just a cliche. That is a statement of fact. You all are powerful. And once we get that inculcated in our minds, then we will start working for the change that we deserve. We will start earning. Well, we've already earned it. We will start demanding we will start demanding the change that must occur if we are going to make this country what we claim this country is, the, the best country on the planet. If we're going to do that, it has to start with us. Anyway, um, you know, over the last several days, uh, there, there is a caller, and I, I hope he can call in because now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm apt to discuss uh, the subject in more detail, and it has to do with, I'm going to start it off with Social Security. And he made a, you know, uh, before he hung up, and he hung up prematurely, before he hung up, he said, I, I said, man, your number, I agree with the numbers that you're just saying, but, and you know, when, when we were talking about the issue, but, but I didn't get a chance to really tell him all of the buts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let me tell you exactly what we were discussing, what we were talking about. Um, he, he's a, 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 I guess he's a, I don't know if he's a MAGA person, a right-wing person. He, he comes across, Brian, that is a person who calls in. He comes across as, I think, maybe a MAGA person. And by the way, that doesn't, you know, I want everybody to call in. I love everybody. I want to talk to everybody. And I'm not saying that as a cliche. I actually mean that because that is the only way we're going to change our world, our country, etc., that we involve absolutely everybody. So anyhow, uh, he called in and he made certain statements. The first thing he called in about was, hey, uh, Friday, made, Friday made his day. And why did Friday make his day? Be or Thursday, I think it was. Why did it make his day the day before? Because the, 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 thing, the plea deal with the Biden crime family specifically Biden, uh, uh, Hunter Biden fell through and he was happy about that. And, you know, it, it, it made his day. And my question to him was, did it make, did it make anything within your life any better with all the commotion that we're talking about Biden's Hunter Biden's policy, uh, Hunter Biden, what Hunter Biden did or anything, did that change your financial outcome, that of your family, your friends, anybody? And the answer, of course, is no, it didn't. But, you know, he just was, he stick it, he felt like somebody stick it to the bad guys, right? And made him feel good about that. And that is the magic 
of what the plutocracy does, right? They fill us up with hate for the other. And, and in, in, in doing so, we take our eyes off the ball, the things that are really important to us, because we get somebody on the other side. We get that liberal. We get that conservative. We get that. And, and we, we really get it, right? But ultimately speaking, we get nothing because nothing changes for our own personal economies. Nothing changes, right? So that's, that's the thing that I wanted to get across to him. And, and, and he, he honestly, he answered the question honestly. He said, um, no, nothing changed for me, which is the truth. Now, but what he, what he's sticking with and he wanted to call in almost every day and talk about was that Social Security was a Ponzi scheme and that somehow it did us wrong and that Social Security, if he made seven, the minimum wage, 725 an hour and worked the 40-hour week, that meant that he's paying about, a, it's about a hundred and something dollars in Social Security he would be paying uh, a month, right? At that wage, you'd be paying about a hundred and something in Social Security a month and your employer paid um, uh, the, the other hundred and in his calculation, he included both the employer and the employee contribution, which in the calculation shouldn't really be done because if the employer, if, if you're saving your money, the employer is not necessarily responsible for giving you anything. The employer sees you saving your own money and him not having to pay taxes on your employment as just another tax break. But so the, the numbers that he came out was uh, not accurate to the uh to, based on how it is although i went ahead and did the calculations as he did with the employer portion as well but what he fails to understand right is that these are the concepts that he has how somebody ends up with about 800 something thousand dollars or even close to a million he made the uh, he, he did different amortizations on the way it ran, and he went ahead and he said, "Well, that person who's a minimum wage person, if he puts away that two hundred something dollars a month, they'll end up with close to a million dollars in in savings, and that is more likely more than they would extract from Social Security. And on the top, it seems like that may be true. And uh, you know, as I did the, my program at three o'clock as well." Uh, there was another young man, another uh, MAGA person that came with the same scenario, Michael Cisak, and he came and he said the same thing. And, you know, I said, oh, my God, you know what? I'm going to have to take up this subject more in detail because I saw one of the people in our chat that is a staunch, progressive, believing Social Security person started to look at these numbers and say, wow, I never looked at it that way. And one of them said, Egberto, you know, uh, yeah, I think the government should give back some of that money if the person dies to the person, heirs and relatives. And I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. And uh, first of all, Social Security is not a savings plan. Social Security is not there for you to put away money so that you can use it in the future. As I know a lot of people think of it that way and they like to sell it that way. But that's not Social Security. Social Security just ensures that you, if you are alive and, and you have a steady flow of some income when you're no longer working. That's Social Security. Uh, and all of us pay a tax for it. I hate that we have a separate tax called Social Security. I wish we paid out, uh, I, we paid retired people out of the general fund. I think by having a 
separate social security tax, what we do is we give people the options. We give uh, Republican, MAGAs, and neoliberal Democrats the ability to give people the impression that there's this lockbox. You remember when um, when uh, 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 Gore used to talk about putting away the social security in a lockbox, not touching it. The truth of the matter, I think that is sort of silly, right? If you have all this accumulated cash, we should do what necessary for America at the time. There's nothing with a, a, a country that has something called a sovereign currency. In other words, if you create your own money, you don't have to do things like uh, put money in a lockbox or anything like that. You expand your money supply as needed for the economy to run. And as long as your economy is not overheated, meaning as long as you have enough productivity in your economy, you cannot have inflation. And that is why even as inflation zoomed up to 9%, as soon as we reach steady state again, we so quickly dropped to 3% before anybody thought about it. Even as the gil- even as the thugs, the corporate thugs, even as they continue to try to zoom prices, just because of the steady state of the economic system, the, the the inflation jumped from 9% to 3%. They're trying to zoom it up again by jacking up gas prices. The cartel, again, doing that, we should make it illegal. We should force the price of gas to a certain level. But again, we have to understand economics before we can do that. And that is why we have programs like this out there to let folks know, don't believe what you hear from the plutocrats or the media-controlled by the plutocrats. But going back to Social Security, as we are speaking about. So here's the deal. Social Security is not a savings account. Those of you who own homes, you are paying north of likely two, $300 a month for your home insurance. Likely, you are paying more in, 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 in your home insurance than you're paying in Social Security. Okay. Likewise, you're paying for your car insurance. You're paying for your life insurance. Many folks have something known as term life, which means you may have a term for your insurance policy for 20 years. And after 20 years, zoop, all that money is gone. Your home insurance, if you never make a claim, if your home is never damaged, and, you know, my home got damaged several times, but because I have a high deductible, I've always had to pay for it out of pocket, right? Remember, the plutocrats and the, these capitalists never lose. You do. Anyhow, so you never, it never, it never conceived to this guy, our good friend, to say, I'm, I am going back to all state. I'm going back to state form. I'm going back to all these companies that I have paid all this money to and never made a claim. I'm going to them and say, uh, you owe me some money. Uh, you owe me money because I didn't make a claim. But when it comes to Social Security, a tax being paid to our government, we have guys like our great caller uh, calling in and saying, well, you know, it's a scam. We want to get our money back. Let's, let's, let's get rid of the scam here. Here's the scam. The scam is to tell people 
that they could do it on their own. The scam is to tell people that they could take their money, throw it into the stock market, and somehow do better than the than, than the than the uh, than having a defined a social security that no matter what is there for you. That is the scam. The scam is not to inform you that if all of us, if all of us on this country in this country started to save. We would have a glut of savings. And if we had a glut of savings, you no longer are going to be able to collect the current interest rates that you collect on those savings, right? Because what are, why do past books and these things pay for savings? Because we want to ask people to save their money for a return. If we have everybody and their mother and their father and their sister and their brother throwing a whole lot of money into the banks, the banks no longer have to pay a whole lot for this saving because everybody wants to throw their money into the banks. And that return that for the small amount of folks that save right now that is kind of acceptable, goes away because we no longer have to pay. And if everybody is saving, who is buying? If everyone is saving, who is buying? So these are the factors that guys like Brian don't, they, they, they think inside of the box that says, if we go ahead and put based on the, the way money grows, based on interest, what do they call cumulative interest or compounding interest, that somehow your money is going to grow so much. Well, if you have all these dollars chasing savings, the value return on those monies go down. They don't tell you that. So therefore, if you did your amortization at 7.25%, which is what the stock market is the, the growth over decades turn out to be, you're fine. But what they don't tell you is if in a particular decade, the stock market drops, you're hosed because the recovery can take quite a long time and you may be dead after working 50 years and saving and losing that money for that stock market to recover even as you draw. They don't tell you that, right? They don't tell you that unlike uh, the, unlike your whatever savings you have, your social security has something called COLA, C-O-L-A, cost of living adjustment. Every year, it compensates for inflation. So it's not a standard calculation that one can do with, uh, with, uh, with uh, social security. Again, they are snowing you. When they try to get, when they do the tables and you do it yourself and you say, oh my God, you mean even if I just put away X amount of dollars, I would have so much money in the bank? Dream on. Dream on. And dream on. That's not what really happens in the real world. And it is important for us not to allow the, the playing with numbers. And, and again, like I said, the worst thing that happens too often is that if you tie in a, little bit, a lot of truth with just the right kind of fallacies, we can all make bad decisions. A little bit of truth. We make horrendous decisions. Somewhat number of truth. We make bad decisions. So don't fall for it. Social security is a must. Social security is a good thing. 
we could actually, if everybody paid all their income in Social Security, in other words, Social Security's uh, maximum taxable income ends at a hundred and something thousand dollars, which means the billionaires pay next to zero in Social Security relative to what they make. The millionaires pay less near to zero compared to what they make. We, the people of the United States, we are the ones who pay most of the Social Security. And you want to know who are the ones that get screwed the most? The ones that help Social Security the most? The undocumented worker. because. They pay Social Security all their working lives. And we know immigrants come over here and they work like hell. They work hard. So the the plutocrats profit from their labor at a lesser price. And we, those who receive Social Security, Social Security remains that much more solvent because they, the 13 million of them, will never collect. Smoke that. So let's, let, let's get real when we think about these issues, my brothers and my sisters. Don't fall for the, the lies. Don't fall for the misinformation. Don't fall for when they're giving you, uh, look over there, we're doing this to you. Yesterday, in, uh, as I spoke to uh, my good brothers and sisters at the Universal Universalist, the Unitarian Universalist Church, I looked at them and I said, keep the conversation going. Uh, do not stop talking to those you think you hate because you should really hate no one. Everybody should be, you should consider everybody your brothers and your sisters. You know, you hear me refer to everybody, no matter who calls, my brother, my sister. That is not only because I really consider them a brother and a sister. It is because I can't hate my brother, and my sister. So if I make sure to tell my mind, you're my brother, you're my sister, I remember that I must treat you like you're my brother and my sister. I don't lie to my brother and my sister. I don't misinform my brother and my sister. I don't do that. We shouldn't do that. So let's remember that, folks. 713-526-5738. I would love to hear your your calls. I would like to hear your thoughts. Uh, I would like to not play these four videos that I have to play because I would much like to hear your thoughts on Social Security. I would much prefer to hear your thoughts about what we're talking about because you matter. So I would love to hear it, folks. 713 Una vez más, lo voy a repetir, 713-526-5738. Si quiere hablar del Seguro Social también en español, lo podemos hacer. No importa el idioma, o español, o inglés, llámame. 713-526-5738. Come on in, Harry. Let's hear your voice. Uh, hello, Roberto. This is Birthday Boy, who shares birthday with you, Harry, again. Good morning, Birthday Boy. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I'm glad you had a good Go ahead, Harry. Wife, and I'm glad you also uh, were able to talk to Universal Church. Yeah, what I, I, I did send you another email last week about coming to the Fondren Church. Uh, yes, sir. On, on Saturday on Tuesday, and you got that email, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I thought I, 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 rep- I usually, when I get an email, I usually reply with an ACQ, I mean ACK. You didn't get an ACK from me? 
Oh, well, I have I haven't looked at my uh, email lately, but I did uh, uh, I did send it, and I gave you all the instructions. You know, it's at uh, 79 West Fuqua uh, uh, in uh, Missouri City, and like I said, the activities start at 9:30 and go till about 1:30 or 2 o'clock. And and I talked to the pastor again uh, when I was there uh, Saturday. Told him about you, and uh, I know when we talked about it uh, before last week, you said you when you you're, when you have time on your schedule, you would uh, be able to make arrangements to come and be nice for you to talk to us about what you're you were talking about there with Social Security and Medicare. Social Security is a good system, and uh, like you said, if everybody pays into Social Security, there'll be enough for everyone, especially if the wealthy people pay into it. And one other thing about the stock market. When my uh, dad, like the last few years of his life, uh, during the uh, Great Recession, uh, right at the end of Bush when Obama took office, and there was a downturn in the stock market, he lived long enough to see Dow 10,000. But I remember him telling me, uh, like about a year before he died, by the time the stock market gets bullish and comes back, I'll be gone. Because he died like in 2011, and then the stock market started to get bullish uh, uh, in 2012 and 2013, uh, when Obama was in uh, his second term, but my father was gone. Yeah, your and your father was wise. Um, you know, the stock market is when people talk about Ponzi schemes, right? They talk about Social Security being a Ponzi scheme. No, Social Security is an honest system based on actual tables. What's a Ponzi scheme? Is the stock market? The stock market is based on nothing. Uh, they, there. I, I want everybody to go back to the day of the internet bubble when where, where the big word was EBITDA. EBITDA was earnings before taxes earned, yeah, and I, I forgot that word. Right. So I want people to understand that the only fraud that we have in America's economic system right now is the stock market and all the derivatives and in, in financial instruments they create. They create no value to society, and yet they are the ones that are paid the most. I am trying to preach this message in a fashion that everybody can understand. Yes, you can make money on the stock market, but do realize that the stock market bears no resemblance to productivity and the things that are happening in our society today. That's right. That's right. My brother and I, we always talk about this a lot. One of the things we talk about is like restaurants. People don't have money to go out to restaurants like they used to. Uh, and with the stock market, a lot of people, if people who have money, uh, they just buy back their stocks. And I've heard you mention that many times yes. on politics, how people just buy back their stocks. And then they say, oh, the economy's great. It's going great. Well, then if people aren't able to uh, buy another car or put their kids, they have a family through college, and I've heard Tom Hartman talk about this thing, talk about it many times, then uh, the economy isn't going great when people can't do the things that they used to do uh, before the uh, – because this really started to happen when the Republican Revolution got going, when Reagan got into office, busting unions, and then people yes. working hard for less. And you know what, what? What's interesting, Harry, is what you're saying is is so true. You know, society has changed so much just to enrich a few. We have families living in same homes together. We have kids staying longer at home. All these things are done to adjust for giving more of our money to the wealthy. But I got to go to Jeff, uh, Harry. So I I want to thank you so kindly for calling that. And sometime in the next few weeks, we'll we'll talk about uh, coming over to your church to talk because this is something that I love to do, my brother. All right. Will you send me an email or to let me know when you're going to come? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You okay, have a wonderful uh, day, my brother. You can ask for Harry Dutton the day you come. No problem, right. my brother. You take care, okay? All right. You have a good day, Alberto. And All right. Good talk to you. I'll be listening and I'll call again. Thank you, brother. All right, let's go ahead and go to Jeff. But, folks, remember, this is a call-in show, 713-526-5738. I would love to hear from you guys on Social Security or any other subject you want to speak about. 713-526-5738-713-526-5738. Llámame también, te hablo en español. Jeff, how are you doing this morning, sir? Jeff, you're on. I can't hear you, Jeff. Okay, uh, I will keep talking until you butt in and start talking, but I see that we are red, which means you are hot and you can speak if you will. So make sure your phone is not on mute, Jeff, and then I will hear you. But at this point in time, I don't think I'm hearing you. Uh, is, is, is he on? Do you know? Uh, how, uh, yeah, the, oh. where the switches are all on. Yeah. So we don't okay, have Jeff. for the Jeff. Okay, Jeff, we can't hear you. Maybe you are. Now we can hear you. Talk to me, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. I I just got a new phone. I had you on mute. I finally got you off. No problem. Alberto, how are you this morning? I am doing fine, sir. Talk to me. A couple of weeks ago, you had the guy on there. uh, He runs a um, uh, picket. John Corn and Dolphins every Tuesday. You remember him? Yes. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I, I had him on my 3 o'clock show, I believe, and I also had him here uh, on the... Uh, you're talking about uh, Akin, uh, Neil Aquino. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I really disagree with a lot of stuff he says. He was spewing hate. Like he was calling the Republicans Nazis um, and all sorts of nasty stuff. I mean, He called you a Nazi? Well, they called the Republicans their the Republican Party and not Tea Party. Okay, let, let me tell you. Let me let me tell you where I where I stand. Uh, first of all, Jeff and I I try to impart this in the way I come across. I respect everybody, and notice what I told you earlier about, or I said earlier on this show. You are my brother. I consider everybody my brother and sister, whether you're Republican, MAGA, or whatever you are. Okay, there are a lot of folks in this in our hyper uh, hyper partisan state as we are right now that kind of do that. I am trying to get away from that and I'm trying to show people how to get away from that. In fact, that's what we spoke about yesterday at the Unitarian Universalist Church about uh, engaging with everybody, listening to everybody and seeing where they're coming from. So my question to you is, why uh, did, did you have an interaction directly with Neil Aquino or you had a problem with what he actually said? Well, what he, had, what he said, I mean, we're, we're all trying to get through this world. Yes. Know, without a bunch of hate. And, uh, you know, when he starts spewing that, it just, you know. It, it just, turned you off. Yes. Okay, well, let me let me turn you back. Let me turn you back on. Okay, and let me let me try to turn you back on to just you know being engaging with everybody. Look, um, uh, in in my life here as an American citizen, I've gone through hell and I've gone through heaven in in in, in one country. Okay, and what I've learned to do is concentrate on the heaven. 
and I'm just using metaphorically because I don't believe in either one, but you know, a lot of people do, but anyhow, um, so, um, you're talking to me now. So tell me what you want to tell me about who you are and what you want to talk about. Well, the social security thing is, uh, we can talk about that for a minute. Um, I know that's your main subject today. Yes. Uh, I, I think I think the government is, you know, that's always been a, a little treasure trove for them to use it where they want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to stop. Why do you believe that, sir? Uh, why? Well, wait, before you answer, before you answer, before you answer, I want to, I want to ask a question in a more uh, leading way. Um, most of us, when we pay taxes or whatever kind of taxes they are, we don't personally know uh, how those taxes are used, etc. But we are told by other interests, whether it be on the left side or the right side, we talk about those taxes and we tell you how to think about those taxes. Now, my question to you is why do you assume that this, this social security is just a, the, something the government is taking to misuse? Well, I mean, uh, you know, they keep on saying it's busted and people keep on putting in. And I understand that there's withdrawals on it, but they need to adjust that part of it, you know, to, to uh, offset the withdrawals. But, you know, I worry about myself in five years if Social Security still be around, but that's, they've always thrown that out there the last 20 years that it's, it's going to be non-existent in 10 years, five years. So and, can I ask you another question then? I, I get that. Um, are you a Republican, sir? Yes, I am. Okay, but so... I, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I just wanted a yes or no. I, because what I'm saying is, again, I, I, I just want to know, because I want to say one thing. Right now, the, the, the Republican orthodoxy is to privatize Social Security or a portion of Social Security. I'll be, I want to make sure and be factual. A portion of Social Security to throw that money into the, the, into the market to somehow gain more. That's their proposal uh, to save Social Security. Put some of the money into the private sector with the expectation that they can do better in the stock market, notwithstanding that the stock market can go up and down. And not only that, but I'll tell you why it's a false choice and then keep some. The, uh, the progressive, the, 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 the neoliberal is to just leave things the way they are and just fix it here and there. And the progressives, which are now caucusing with the Democrats, I consider myself a progressive. What we want to do is make all income all, whether it's capital gains or all income, taxable, and in doing so, all our Social Security taxes will go down, and we can actually get more, all of us, from Social Security. And it's not Robin Peter at all, because, uh, again, if all of us pay a certain percentage on our income, why should the billionaires, when they own more than the billionaires and the high income millionaires, they own more than 50% of the wealth. The top 1% own more than 50% of the wealth. So why? And, and again, that is really your work. The wealth that they have isn't something that they did. You're an employee. Are you working, sir? Oh, yes. Okay. All the wealth that you see these, these fat cats want that caucus with your party, 
they're they're making that wealth on your back as they have you struggle for social security, as they have you struggle for income. That is what I'm trying to get. I'm not trying to change you from being a Republican. I'm trying to change you to vote for people that are going to serve you. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I see what you're saying, but, you know, um, God, my thoughts are scrambling right now. But uh, let me gather real quick. No problem. I see where you're going. But do you be, first of all, do you believe what I just said? Uh, I don't believe about the fat cat. I mean, what, what, which one you don't believe? No, I just, I don't, you know, I think that there's always going to be a, a rich class. Uh, a, a Why is class. that, sir? What, what, let me, let me back up, back up. Why? Again, you know, a lot of, we, we make a lot of blank statements and a lot of the, of the blank statements we make is because we've been indoctrinated from elementary school and we have all these sayings we say there all be there's always going to be rich people why is that why is that well yeah. i mean you do want a socialist country where everybody Wait, what does what does a socialist country mean well like cuba Let's no cuba. That, again let me ask you a question right uh, one, uh, what if, if I want to scare you and scare a lot of Americans, right? All I have to say is, uh, do you want to be Cuba or Venezuela? And I, we want to define. And first of all, I didn't use the word socialist, right? You did. I didn't. But you did. I want a system that works. And it's not capitalism because capitalism doesn't have a heart, right? Uh, it's not capitalism. But I didn't say, I didn't mention the word socialism. I could tell you all the things that I want to see in our society. And I would guarantee that you agree with me. But uh, at the same time, uh, many of us allow people on the outside to say, that is socialism. It's something that you want. Like, let, let, let's go down the list. Let's go down the list. Uh, as an exercise, Jeff, because I want America to hear this because we are brothers. I want America to hear this. Would you like to have universal health care where you just have to carry a card into uh, your doctor's office? Your doctor didn't have to hire a whole bunch of uh, office employees to figure out what insurance policy you have and what you're going to be denied and what drugs you can take. Would you like that? Yes or no? Repeat that. I'm sorry. Again, I was Looking oh, no, that's fine. Wouldn't you like to have a healthcare system where you have a card and you go into your doctor's office? You don't have to figure out health insurance companies, what they offer, what they don't, etc. That if you need healthcare, there is enough in this system that's going to give you the healthcare to make you well. Wouldn't you like to see that? Well, I've got a card that I can go in and uh, insurance card and it takes care of me. But I'm saying most Americans don't. If you if you have if you have health insurance that you can go in and get all the services you need without having to go through an insurance company and having to figure out what's covered and what's not covered, you are better than ninety nine percent of Americans. And maybe maybe you are. But wouldn't you like that for all Americans? Well, I'm gonna. I, I would. Probably say yes, but I'm gonna. Okay, uh, that, that's all I want, sir. I mean, we, let's not talk about the money yet. No, no, I, can I, can let's I, not talk I, about I, the money yet because I'm gonna get there. I promise you, I'm gonna get there. I promise no, you that. No, I just want to say personal responsibility. That's fine. I agree. I agree. We'll get there. We'll get there. Wouldn't you like? Uh, you want most Americans who are able-bodied to have to be able to go out there and work? Is that correct? Yes, I do want that. Okay, and. In order for a family 
to be able to go out and work. You want them to earn a wage that they can take care of, making sure their kids, while they're working, have daycare. Make sure that, uh, that, that all these things are that, that they that they are covered so that they can be productive citizens in America. Isn't that something that you would want? So you're saying free daycare? I'm not saying free daycare. I'm saying affordable daycare. In other words, we should have a system where if you want to work and everybody want, should want to work, that if they have kids, that the kids wouldn't be the thing that stops them from working. My because we want to you, have kids. We, want, we are a family-loving country. Yes. Good. My question and, to you is, uh, isn't that a part of being personally responsible? Uh, well, here, here's a problem with that. Let, let me give you an example. Let's say uh, because of circumstances, I had to work at a McDonald's that only pays minimum wage. And let's say McDonald's decided to go with a living wage, which is, let's say, $17 an hour. It's actually more than that. It's more like $21, but let's call it $17. But at that, that cost, even if I have one kid, I couldn't easily afford rent that kid and uh, you know, uh, uh, putting that kid into to to uh, daycare at the same time, pay the the crazy prices for gasoline to go to work. It just doesn't work. So personal responsibility is one thing. Having an economic system that allows you to be personally responsible is another thing. And I'm saying we can have all of that if we don't have a sis an economic system that screws us all, including screwing you. And I'll, I'll explain how it screws you as well a, a little bit later. But w isn't that something that you would want, sir? Uh, well, I would, I would personally, look, and I have, and I would wait until I'm ready to financially working my way up. You're talking about people that are having kids at like 18 or 19. But what, what, what I'm saying, sir, is people, we, we also don't want abortions and that sort of thing. So, you know, somebody may have sex at 18 and get pregnant. Personal They could have been personally responsible and had an accident, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a wrench into your thing about being sure. a republic. I, I am, I'm pro-abortion. I know, but, uh, you know, I could hear in your voice that you were actually a... Um, you are, are you're a thinker, okay? So I have no problem you calling yourself Republican or whatever you want to call yourself. I asked you a few questions, and I could go down a whole laundry list of things that progressives believe in and that we can afford, and I can show you why we can afford it, and I can show you where the plutocrats are gouging us and that we have people with Stockholm Syndrome supporting these guys and saying, hey, there is a better way. I wrote a book called How to Make America Utopia and Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It. And the reason I wrote that book wasn't because I'm some crazy pinko liberal, which I am. I'm actually a progressive I prefer to use. But because it's what most Americans want. That's all, um, Jeff. That's all. No more, no less. Anything else you want to say, yeah, Jeff? I read this book. Go ahead, sir. Have you ever read the book of the seven? Have you ever read the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? I haven't read the entire book. I've heard about it, and I, you know, there are certain things that I've seen. But, but here's a, the issue I have with a lot of these books. Right? They, these books are written under the premise of the indoctrination that we've had into a capitalist system that allows many people, a few people, to profit off of your work, uh, Jeff. Your work. In other words. 
There are people out here who I gave the story about Bill Gates. I love Bill Gates because he's given away all of his money, but it shouldn't it's not it shouldn't have been his to give away. And I, I'll go into that another day because I have Brian on the other line that I'd like to get get to. But Jeff, I I hope that you keep listening to the. Anyways, I've got to get you. I've got to go make that money. I got so, you, brother. Thank you for calling. All right. Egberto, I want you to read that book. Okay. Uh, you know, I want to close this out by saying everybody should be responsible for their lives. The government should not be responsible for your lives. Well, before you go, I know you got to go, but I want to remind you one important factor there. The one thing that, that the right has done is to disassociate government from we the people. Remember, government must be we the people. And if government is we the people, we cannot say we can't have government do for us because we'll be saying we can't have us do for us. We I talk later, brother. All right, Egberto. I got I to gotta run. All right. Take care, buddy. All right. Come on in, Brian. How you doing, Brian? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I can't hear the person that's uh, responding to you. So uh, I got you. There's I got you. Play, so. Yeah. So, well, first off, uh, you know, I've been watching this Biden story develop, and uh, it, it's kind of odd that uh, Hunter Biden gets a free trip from the Secret Service to go plead guilty, and he gets uh, his case thrown out. I wish I had my father could, uh, you know, put me in a limousine and take me to court. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too, did, Brian. Yeah. Did you see his teeth? He's got uh, he's got dentures now. Cover up his uh, rotten, uh, crackhead teeth. Okay. Doesn't matter to me, but go ahead. Yeah. So as it's developing, we're finding out that the Secret Service also went to the pers- person that uh, sold him the pistol and said, uh, we want the paperwork. And the owner of the gun store said, no, you're the Secret Service, not the ATF. So this story gets better and better and better all the time, doesn't it? I, to, You know, let, let me tell you, Brian, okay? I honestly don't care. This is your show as well. So you wanted to make that statement and I have no problem with you coming onto my show and telling me what some of your angst. Now, let me just tell you, like I told you, I think on Friday, your concentration on that story, that particular story doesn't do anything material financially for your family, your friends or anybody else. But I tell you one thing, there are issues that you could be working with me on right now that we together can make a difference for a hell of a lot of people. Okay. I've never worked for a corporation that's worth a billion dollars. Okay. I never have, and I never will. Uh, okay. What is NPR worth? National Public Radio. What is, what is it? What's the net worth? Say that again. NPR, National Public Radio. What's its net worth? I have no idea. $4.9 billion. Okay, and how is that calculated? Is that asset value or goodwill? Uh, most of it is from donations and hard property. No, no, what I'm saying is, uh, are you saying that's how much they have in the bank or is that what their asset? Remember, I, I, the stock market, you know, I think is a scam. Not I think, I know it's a scam, right? So when you tell me NPR is worth four point something billion dollars, if it's a stock broker who went ahead and, 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 and said it is worth that based on its asset value plus its goodwill plus its future. I mean, 
I need to know where that number comes from because what I consider the price of a, what a company really is, is its total asset value, what its fixed assets are worth, plus whatever it has in the bank. Nothing else means anything. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm kind of confused here. You said it's, it's net worth or it's a, a actual future value. No, I don't. I'm not talking. I'm talking about its current value. Its current value is its current value, period. Not million, billion. I got it. But my again, you didn't answer my question, my brother. My question is, how did you come up with that number? Is that the amount of assets they have? Yeah, total assets. Okay. I didn't know that at all. You know, I'll, I'll take your word for that, but I didn't know that. Okay, I'm, I'm sure you need another caller. So uh, no, no, no. You're the only you're the only caller on. So I mean, if you have something else to say, you say it, and then I go to the next subject. Okay, I think you left. All right. Uh, anyway, folks, that was Brian, uh, our daily caller from the right. I love Brian to call in and uh, and uh, and and say his piece. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes uh, on the chat. He says government is not no government is we the people. And if and any day government becomes not we the people, it's a fascist state. Okay, and that's what I try to impart on people. We must ensure government is. We the people. Folks, if you want to call in 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. All right. Uh, the next subject that I wanted to cover uh, was one that I read in the Daily Coast yesterday. And, you know, um, since, uh, since I was going to that, that program on Sunday about how lousy our hospital system is most of them uh sort of quasi private they like to say they are they are um uh not for profit but you know not for profit is a very interesting thing right because not for profit doesn't mean the executives don't make a killing which they do okay so um let's let's go ahead and and talk about let's go ahead and talk about that because it is it is an important important subject i got Eight minutes, seven minutes, not a lot of time, but let, let me see what I can do with that. Um, here, here is a story. Uh, the, the title of the story is, uh, yes, we have socialized medicine in the U.S. and it's said to be darn good. I, I don't know why they used the socialized in the name. We're talking about the VA. but Oh, that's right. It is. It is. It is. Anyway, it starts this way. Veterans Administration or VA hospitals outperform their private civilian counterparts, according to survey made public earlier uh, this month. Uh, well, since I got a call, I'll just hold off on reading this and go to Jamaris. Come on, Jamaris. You're on. Hello? Yes, you're on. Hello? Uh, yeah, this is James. Uh, good morning, Alberto. I, I want to say first time listener of your show. I find it really entertaining. Um, I want to ask you a question. What, what what are your prospects for the Democratic nominee in 2024? Well, I, let, do you want me to give you a very honest answer? Or do you yes, want sir. me to give you the proper answer for what most Democrats and progressives think they have to acquiesce to? Let me just give you a good answer. I want answer. to hear your answer. All right. Look. I'm gonna 
if it if i if i had the power and i had the ability to convince uh democrats and progressives alike that we needed a new direction i would i want a young i would have preferred to see a younger person running um and even a younger neoliberal running because again brother brother uh Biden is a neoliberal. He's not the progressive that I wanted, even though a lot of his policies surprised me, given what Jamila, Pra uh, Jamila, uh, Jamila Prayapal has, uh, Pramila Jayapal, what, what, what's wrong with me? Pramila Jayapal has got him to concede to, as well as AOC and a few other progressives have really forced his hands to make sure that in order to keep that 99 plus progressives in line, that they at, for once had to get some of the policies to support the American people. So we got that from Biden. But I think I would have much preferred to have a younger person. I would have even tolerated the governor of California as the, com as the, the party prospect because I think he's so good at the counterpunch and the punch. Your thoughts? Uh, I really like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, you're talking to somebody I voted for uh, for Bernie. Mm -hmm. I am, I was a Bernie delegate. Did I ever tell you that? Uh, no. no, I was a Bernie no. delegate in Philadelphia. Oh wow! So I was I was a Bernie guy, and then I voted for Hillary. I regret that. Um, and uh, I voted for Biden, and I also regret that. Uh, I really like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I think he represents kind of a new face for the Democratic Party. I think he's willing to stand up to uh, any establishment that wants to point a finger at him or the American middle class, uh, specifically the healthcare industry, the military industrial complex. I just want to know if you, um, what, you know, what, what do you think about Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Do you like him? What's your thoughts on him? Um. I am in, I have a meeting with a um a very a, a strong Robert Kennedy supporter and I I must first tell you that off the cuff I don't particularly like Robert Kennedy mostly because of the science that he pushes okay that is that is my biggest turn off other than that you know the thing about it is there are a lot of folks that have good progressive policies and believe in fighting the system etc and I'm with all of that but when it comes to, um, look, vaccines and that sort of stuff that protects my brothers and my sisters, uh, I have a problem with. Look, Robert Kennedy never has never been wanting. Robert Kennedy, when, when the first vaccine came out, he took it. I mean, I have, a, I have a real problem when folks push messages that they don't themselves live by. And so, I mean, I, look, and this is not to disparage your liking of Robert Kennedy. Please, like Robert Kennedy if you want to like Robert Kennedy. I probably won't. I am going to a meeting with a strong KPFT supporter who, uh, who wants me to interview Kennedy. And I told him that I wouldn't because, again, I, I, I give everybody a chance. But when it comes to politicians... I am not going to throw anybody, just anybody on, 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 right. you know, let me, let me, let me, let me interrupt you for a second there. Yes, sir. Go ahead. To another call. You had said to another caller before, um, when he was talking about social security that oftentimes, um, and when it comes to your when it comes to your tax dollars, 
it's not necessarily what the government is spending on. It's what you've been told. Yes. Um, that the government is spending, uh, you know, I would, I would make the same argument in regards to vaccines. Um, not that I'm anti-vaccine and very much pro-vaccine, but I think the problem with Robert F. Kennedy's campaign right now is that the media has told the American people that this is what his opinion on vaccines are, when in reality, it's a lot more nuanced than, you know, I have time to explain. No, no. And, and look, I agree with you. I don't, you know, there's nothing you just said that I disagree with. In fact, even the, back, back, the, the current vaccine, there are a lot of things that the American people didn't, should know that they don't, etc. I took all, all the vaccines, all the boosters, etc. after doing my own research on, uh, on it. I looked at the pros and the cons and went for it. My problem with a lot of folks that that harbor with Kennedy is how they how they talk about it. Look, you're right that we don't have the time right now, uh, James. So call back an another day and we can discuss all of these issues that you want to discuss. Now, again, I'm I'm just telling you where I'm at, and you know we can we can you know kind of I'm going to go listen to 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 Joe. I am going to listen like I said I always listen. But anyway, I got to go James, so thank you so kindly for calling in my brother. I appreciate your show. I hope you have a great week, okay? You too, sir. All right, folks. Uh look, uh, Howard, give me a quick 15 and Jack, give me a quick 15. Mighty good show today and stay tuned for Democracy Now. Jack, what you got? Uh <clears throat> Social Security is a social safety net. For the people, the poor who had to work all those years, and we don't need to privatize it to take profit out of it. They need every penny, or I need every penny I get from it. Amen. And we are going to make sure that Jack Van Bibber and all of us get every penny. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. But before, I always make, I always want to make sure to do this. Thank you, Howard Reynolds, for being there in the control room with Jack Van Bibber answering the phones. We could not do this without these strong brothers in the studio. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.